All right, everyone, welcome back to the Dropping In Podcast. I'm here today, George Poulos, with my man Danny Torres. And today we're going to be talking about some interesting things in social media and just what's on our minds. How you doing, bro? You didn't play the you didn't you didn't play the intro sound. Oh, should I? Yeah, go for it right now. Give me a hot hot second. Here we go. All right. It's not working. <laughs> okay, never mind. Anyways, um, how are you? Good, man. Chilling. Just uh, woke up, took a fat-ass shower, and uh, headed to the computer to talk to your bedhead ass. Nice. I actually feel... Dang, I kind of want... I actually feel amazing right now, dude. Why? <laughs> um, I think that... Well, it's like 60 degrees in Brooklyn this morning, and I, I got a bagel. The caffeine is feeling really good. I've got my window open, and I'm just excited to let loose and conversate. <laughs> let, dude, fucking let loose and, and conversate there. All right, should we undress? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I think that's the only next step. Um. So before we really get into the conversation today, I do want to shout out our first two patrons. Normally we would do this at the end of the episode, but we are really excited about our first two supporters. We got Evan Zucker, who I've actually met on the phone and we text now and then. Uh, really appreciate you, Evan and Hayden Clues. I might be saying that last name wrong, but we really appreciate both of you. Uh, patrons will be getting early access to episodes and our first uh, monthly Zoom call. We're doing a Zoom hangout where we can all talk and interact. You guys can talk to us or you can talk to each other and or both. Um, so and We're going to roast the ever-living shit out of you. <laughs> if you want. So the Patreon link will be in the description. <clears throat> and yeah, appreciate the patrons. Thank you so much, patrons. You are helping us uh, pay rent. Yes. <laughs> well, first you're first you're covering. We're paying rent on Riverside. Yeah, first you're covering our podcast uh, software. Rent. <laughs> um, shit, dude. Where should we begin? I actually, I'm really excited for everything we have to talk about today. Yeah, dude. Everything bagels are literally so yeah. good. Yeah. Although I did have. I actually had a flat bagel today with sesame seeds. Bro, what the fuck? Dude, I miss New York City bagels, to be honest. I was thinking about one last night. <laughs> Dude, they're really good. I've also been... For some reason, I have no motivation to shop right now. So, I've been going to the bagel store almost every morning. It's the way to do it. I guess so. So... Where should we start today on the dropping in podcast with G and D? I think, oh, you know where we should start is we should start by laying out our intentions for the podcast. I think that is a magnificently, beautifully correct way to start. <laughs> so I think, I think there's some, there's an important thing we need to say here. Well, at least I'll say it from my perspective and it's that this podcast is very much embodying 
mine and I believe yours desire to be creatively free. Um, yes, that is true. So this podcast is going to reflect what we're interested in, like at the time, you know? And so, yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like we're naturally going to make a lot of things about skateboarding just cause like that, that interest does naturally arise in us a lot, yeah. but it's not going to be limited to that. Um, and I think it like, since we come from skate YouTube, that's where most people know us from. It's natural to think like I've seen some suggestions saying like we should do like skate topics and dive into that sort of thing, which we could, but it's really just a podcast and I'm curious to, to hear it in your words. I think we're making a podcast about like what we're, what's just on our minds. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, I think it's a podcast about like, like life and I can hear someone oh, you heard that out the window. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think it's like a podcast about life, about our lives, about, yeah, whatever we're currently experiencing and feel like we need to talk. Like this is a creative outlet for us. And I, but I also just think it's, uh, just a way for us to speak freely on whatever we want to talk about. Um, whether that be if we're feeling like like if we just had like like an awesome skate session the day before and we're feeling like we love skating like let's talk about how much we love skating but if we just read like a really good book or there's like some stuff that is really that we really resonate with in a good book then we can talk about that or yeah uh or all of the other we can talk about the other creative outlets that we have and how we navigate yeah through all of those. I think what's cool and what's already happening is like there's already a thread following all three podcasts and it's and that started before we started recording these because we were doing our meetings and we've been going through a journey of finding our creative freedom and dealing with the slower numbers of the skate channels and like I think it's really cool that we've been actively working through that and like it's going to create this like long arc like wherever it may go like we're kind of recording the process of figuring things out you know as we go which i think is really cool oh yeah for sure i mean i i was thinking yesterday about or the, when was this yesterday when we were having our meeting yeah yeah so yesterday after the meeting i was thinking about how uh like it'll be cool when we're like 50 podcasts deep and then seeing like i'm sure by then maybe maybe we'll have like a little bit more of a structured kind of thing yeah. uh but it'll be cool to see like how how we just started like every time i find a good podcast that i like i i love listening to like the first episodes and like usually like the quality is not right. as good like in the sound if it's video the video is not as good and like it's kind of just more rambly and then to where they are today they're like it's just like so professional and it sounds cool and it sounds good. And they're like just going through it. Yeah. You know? Like how Cody Co and Noel are in like that crazy studio now. Exactly. So cool. Yeah. Like it's cool to see that the, the growth. Yeah. And I like how our, our journey has even been documented through our skate channels from even before this. Oh yeah. It's like, I don't know. It's kind yeah. of special to, uh, we've talked about how we're, we're capturers in many ways yeah so this is just another another way of doing that and this one's like really deep into our heads 
yeah, no, it's cool. It's, it's cool to have these conversations recorded and, uh, yeah, whoever wants to see them can yeah. have some sort of insight into what goes on there. So some things I could see, like some things I'm excited about the future for this is like, I know we want to get some guests on. I think we yeah. want to invite Brian Arnett cause he left a comment. Um, yeah, yeah, I would love to, cause I, I have a good idea what you think about like social media these days and like creating videos mm-hmm. and art and stuff, but I, I want to dig into other people too. Oh yeah, for sure. And I also want to, like, I could see us doing an episode on like dating or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I was just thinking that too, like relationships and dating and, uh, like, I don't know, like male experiences or, uh, yes. funny, like stories, yeah. you know, just anything like that. And then, uh, even into more like deep philosophical stuff as well. Yeah, it's a good place. And yeah, it all, it all connects to like the, the pressure to niche down that I think every creator must feel. And yeah, for sure. This, this podcast is an active resistance of that. I think it's more, <laughs> it's more like just letting it be how it is. Yeah. Exactly. So I, I'm stoked, and and to the viewers, uh, I hope that you will enjoy this uh, the evolution of whatever this podcast will become, and stick with us. And if you guys have any topics or anything that you want us to talk about, leave it in the comments, and we are more than willing to talk about those things. That's a good idea. It's funny we I feel like we usually don't um, break the third wall or whatever it's called, the fourth wall. Like yeah. we usually just talk to each other as if we're on FaceTime and now like now I feel the presence of the audience because we're like addressing them oh, at the yeah. beginning. Yeah, it's sick. I like that. I think that's All cool. Right. But I'm gonna try to now forget about them. No offense, audience. <laughs> <laughs> um But yeah, I mean, speaking about breaking through stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and breaking through that. I don't know why that made me think about this, but I started thinking about breaking through, through norms and stuff like that. You want to talk about how you're considering, uh, unfollowing everybody on Instagram because that's out of the norm. Yeah. This one's so interesting to me. So I, yeah, I have this craving to unfollow everybody on Instagram down to zero I know, I think I know two people who have done this. One is Nathaniel Drew, who I just met, and I mentioned him on the last episode. Two is, I think, Danny Duncan. It's like, it's a, you would have to be a creator to do this. Otherwise, it's like, why would you have an Instagram? It's like, it would embody this idea that you're creating on the app you're not consuming. But the interesting thing is like, I'm a creator on Instagram, but I also use it for a social purpose. So I I follow a lot of people that I want to just see what they're up to, like my friends from high school, college, and and my present life. Um, But it's all mixed in with these people that I kind of follow for work, like brands that I've worked with or that I want to build a relationship with. a lot of creators that like 
I think it's it's cool what they're doing and we're friends in real life, but I don't necessarily like I'm not who their content is for. Um, and I think a lot of like when I think about a lot of my high school friends who are following me, my content on Instagram is not really for them anymore. It's like a lot of like skating reels and like, I don't know, they don't need to see that necessarily. So so that brings me to the interesting part. It's like, okay, actually, there's a lot to say. I'm just going to let it all out. Um, so Go the thing it, is, dude. my feed is just like, it's horrendous. It's like, Instagram is merging reels into it. It's like, like so most of my feed, like, I don't care about any of it. And it's just like, but I'm still somehow addicted to scrolling it. And I'm like, wishing I was seeing like posts from my friends, family, like, I don't know. I, I do have a second Instagram that I made one time and I don't use and I'm following 30 people. And when I took a look at that feed, it was like, I saw you, I saw Noah, I saw my dad, I saw like a friend from college and it was like kind of nice. Like it was like serving that social yeah. media purpose. <laughs> so, so I was like, okay, maybe, uh, maybe I'll just unfollow like all the creators and brands that I follow and just follow like that small group of people. But then I'm like, I'm going to offend people and people are going to, yeah. they're going to see I'm still following some people, but not others. So maybe I should just give myself a reset and go down to zero. But there's like something that like is not allowing me to do that. There's like something I'm holding on to. <sighs> I think so we briefly talked about this um, off the air and and my question to you was is what's keeping you from doing it the idea that people will be like is it just that people are going to be offended or or is it that you don't want to like you don't want to let go of these people i think it's right i think it's kind of both um so actually that that makes me think of like typically how it goes i'll start scrolling my following list and uh -huh. i'll see someone that i haven't spoken to in like 10 years yeah. and I haven't even seen their post on my feed in in a long, long time. But then it's like when I go to unfollow them, I'm like, oh, like what if what if they post something and I see it and then I get this urge to hit them up and then we reconnect. And it's it's this fear that like the unfollow will remove that possibility to reconnect. But you multiply that Maybe. by like following a thousand people, then my feed is like clogged with things and I'm not seeing the people that are really, really important to me right now. I think maybe taking the minimalist approach to this, to the to taking the minim minimalist approach to decluttering could be uh, helpful. So, and I, are you familiar with that at all? Uh, I mean, I, I can intuit what it means, I think. So, so in with decluttering, like, obviously we know what that means and that's getting rid of shit but uh sometimes 
when people are trying to get rid of stuff, they, they hold this like attachment to the certain thing. And they're like, Oh, like, for example, let's say, let's say I want to like, I, I have too much stuff in my camera bag and like, and like there's this lens mm-hmm. and, and it's like, I'm going to start, uh, like, I want to get rid of this lens, but like, I keep thinking, fuck, what if I need to use it? What if I want to use this lens? So how about instead of just getting rid of it, I just take it out of my bag for for a couple weeks and see if if the need to use it arises and for the same in the same like context of that is like putting stuff in a box and seeing if you miss it because it's like oh i might need to use this later on but i'm just gonna put it in a box and like act like i'm getting rid of it and see how many times i actually go back and use it so maybe there's a way of applying that concept to the followers maybe like in like maybe muting people and seeing how much you really are missing that kind of content or those people in your feed. And then there's also the idea of, uh, you can keep all of these like thousand people or however many people you follow and, uh, keep thinking that there may be this like thing that's going to happen between you guys but realistically i mean i know that that does happen but how often does that happen you know what i mean and maybe if you're meant to connect with these people you will and it's not going to be because of instagram that that's i agree with pretty much everything you just said um that perspective that if i'm meant to connect with these people i will that has been like my main idea pushing me towards unfollowing everybody and actually, yeah. it's it's funny you bring up the camera bag analogy because I tweeted the idea to unfollow everybody. And actually, um, I think it was Evan, or one of our first patrons, who suggested the muting. And yeah, so I've actually, like, I brought this up to you and I was, like, stuck on it. But in that week, I've actually followed, like, unfollowed, like, 250 people. And oh, I wow. think I muted, like, 100. Um, and... Okay, that's good. Yeah, Evan had suggested... Bro, 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 did you mute me? No, I didn't actually. But I muted a lot of people that I consider friends, particularly content creators. And it's because, like, I don't need to see everybody's skateboarding reels, dude. I feel you. I, I have pl- I have a few... Con- I mean, I don't, I don't follow that many people, maybe like 150 yeah, or you're something. Yeah, super low. But, uh... Well, that's because I had first I had an unhealthy like view on following people, and so I stopped following everybody, and then I literally had no feed, which was good and right. bad. But but then I was like, what the fuck am I doing? Like like I am completely like not allowing myself to connect with right. people, um, or at least see what people are up to. And then I I let go of this thing, the the attachment to having a good ratio on Instagram. And I just started following, following, following people. And then when I would meet people in public, I started following them. And uh, that made me feel better. Uh, and then now I'm at, at a point where I, I wish I followed, I, I wish I had more friends to follow, mm-hmm. but I also just don't have that because I've, I've moved a lot. So I forget about a lot of people, like my high school friends, mostly like, I don't really, I don't follow anybody. And then, uh, I didn't go to, I didn't go to, well, I went to college for a couple of years, but I, it wasn't like a university where I like made all these friends and like lived there with them. So it was just a different experience. Um, 
And then the people I met in New York, I didn't follow hardly anybody while I was there. And now I've started to follow a few of those people. And it does feel better to actually see what people like my age are doing because I like kicked everybody out of my life and wasn't allowing anybody in. So it feels good for me right now. And I wish I had more people to follow. But then I also don't want to follow a lot of the other people. Yeah. <laughs> like I like following the new people, but I don't want to follow the old people. But then I can't let go of them because they're old friends or whatever. Yeah, that's why I think it's like this weird place to be as a content creator, like using Instagram professionally kind of and socially because like, I don't know if I was just posting like small life updates now and then I feel like then the mutual follow with me and all my friends from the past would make sense. It's more, it's more of like a Facebook yeah. model, but like nobody's using Facebook anymore. It, that, yeah. that would be like a, it would be turn Instagram into a way to keep in touch with people, which I, I think a lot of people use it that way. Yeah. And I have my, my other Instagram, my, my like private Instagram and, and I hardly even go on it. And like, I am following some of the people I went to high school with and like some people that I've met, but like, I hardly ever even end up going on it because it doesn't, it doesn't even feel like my Instagram. Yeah. And that's, I had a thought of, okay, maybe I unfollow everybody on George Poulos and all the people I want to see their updates i'll follow on george pulos too but then all of a sudden i have two like the last thing i need is another social media to check you know yeah it's really interesting that that we we crave this <laughs> no we 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 crave this divide like, like, like we, we are, we're, we keep talking about this with having a main channel and a second channel. Uh, we're talking about this with having our main Instagram and essentially like a life Instagram. We, as of last night, and, and this is something I've brought up many times in the past before was having separate TikToks. And now it's actually a thing that's happening, which we can get into a little bit more later, but now like what is it what is it about a divide that we crave oh what 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 is that I don't like no what because i mean there's the there's a, a reason for the youtube one which is the idea like of like skate youtube is like kind of dying uh and disappearing but what is it about about us you know in here that needs to have this divide between creating and like existing well i have i have a few thoughts one youtube is its own bucket because that's not a social media at all in my opinion mm -hmm. it's that's a creative yeah. platform so we've split our channels into two because we have a niche audience and but we have other interests so we want to create in two buckets that makes sense Instagram, you say, you think YouTube is a social media? No, I don't think YouTube is a social media. I, I agree with everything you said, except for the part where, uh, like, yes, we do want to create in these two different buckets, but we're also trying to change what we put on YouTube. Yeah, okay, well, we, you know, in terms of the YouTube... <laughs> I'm trying to draw a brain map of our brains in terms of like the two YouTube channels. <laughs> it's kind of like this. 
<laughs> so, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if it's worth de diving into that more, but... So, okay, so YouTube is this thing, and it's... It, I think we agree that it has to do with, like, things we want to create. Mm -hmm. But Instagram was made here's my theory it was made as a social media for staying in touch with friends yeah but it has become a youtube like platform where you create on you like when you're making an instagram reel i think more often than not it's not here's what i'm up to in my life it's more like i'm creating this reel it's like a creative project mm -hmm. so now I think the split on Instagram at least is a craving for the old social media. It's like we don't see our friends all the time, so we have this desire to see what they're up to, but this uh this thing that we do, this creative outlet makes it difficult to use Instagram as a social media. Do you how do you feel about that? Dude, my brain is fucked. Yeah, no, I agree. That makes total sense. Um, so, but that's still like, like, what is it? What is this divide? What is what? What are we looking for? I don't know what. I don't know if we're looking for. <laughs> I think what I'm looking for in my Instagram feed is is something more intimate because I'm not. I don't want to consume creators. I want to consume friendships on Instagram and that, yeah, I understand that. Um, and I think Instagram is fumbling the bag by putting so many reels on the feed. I think they're actually killing the app because I think a lot of yeah, people no, are, I, I think so too burnt out by that. I mean, my, my, even just my feed is just, it's like not even people I follow. It's just like recommended reels. Yeah. I, I was scrolling the other day and I saw a button where you can turn off suggested reels for 30 days at a time which i did and my feed oh, immediately cool. got better okay um Damn, you got that mcdonald's wi-fi bro bro you got that mickey mouse wi-fi <laughs> <laughs> um dude okay so then but so what so what's your what's your are you going to start using the second Instagram? I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think I have the capacity. I, I would like to, and I would like to have the second Instagram almost as a Facebook, but I don't have the capacity because I'm spending too much energy as a creator in terms of my social media output. Yeah, I hear you. So I'm... I'm creating the split in my main Instagram by muting every creator that I'm friends with and I want to support. I'm going to follow and mute them. Oh, and see. people I want to see their posts, I will follow as normal. I hear you. I like that. Um, I've muted certain creators because they post way too much. Right, exactly. And they got to they gotta grind, you know, and it's nothing personal. Yeah. But... All right. I get it. It makes sense to me now. Yeah. But also it's like why <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> No, no, not the not the but also it's like It's just funny cuz like why like why are we even scrolling on Instagram? Like can't we what have we just stopped? 
and went for a walk instead. Yeah, but like it, for example, like I I see like like uh, like Kara. She's she's like she's so far removed from like the creator world, and she's like a normal person, right? And she follows, I don't know, maybe like a thousand people or something. And she probably has maybe like the same, if not more followers, like, but still in that range. And, and, and she, she'll, she'll scroll on Instagram when she's just sitting there, she'll scroll and like, and like, I'll look over and it's like, it's like, uh, it's like, it's like real people. You know what I mean? It's like, it's like people getting engaged, people getting married, like, like moms and their babies uh and then you'll see like like regular you know dudes regular people like that are just posting about like their life like their cars their families you know it's just normal shit and and there's a part of me that wants that me too but there's also a part of me that there's also a part of me that that doesn't like care for it either though yeah i mean i do i regardless of of how instagram feels like I prioritize real life connection, you know? Yeah. And it's, you could almost think of your, um, your contacts list as a social media. Like that's like the real social media. Dude. I only talk to like three, maybe five people that are on my contact list, but you, you do have a log of everybody you've connected with in such a strong way that you exchange numbers and, you yeah. could create a uh, a real connection with them again, but you don't. That's but you true. You don't need to see all this stuff on a feed. That's true. Yeah, and if if you like, if you see their name and you want to connect, that means more than if you randomly see like a post. Right, but what if randomly seeing a post is the universe telling you you should connect with this person? then you'll see them come up on people you may know or people you should follow. Or you'll see them walking down the street. Right. I believe that. Especially in New York, that happens all the yeah. time. Um, okay, well, I have a better insight to, in, in your, to what's going on in your head about the Instagram thing. Let's hear it. No, I just mean I just mean like I have a better understanding oh, of of where you are with I it, see. and and it makes sense to me. I see, and and I support it. But you know how we were when we were first having discussions about splitting into two YouTube channels, like we were like freaking out. You know, yeah. I'm not freaking out anymore. I just think it's like I don't. Yeah, I don't think I am either. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, you you texted me last night that you started a new TikTok page. I posted one. This my, morning. oh, did yeah. you? My initial response to that was like, it was more, it was more like curiosity based rather than like, oh, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> so, and so even that in its sense, I think is more. Uh, is growth because earlier I would have like freaked out, but 
now I'm like, that makes sense. And that's something that I've actually been wanting to do for a long time now. I mean, remember why I used to be like, I want to make funny videos and like put that just on a separate TikTok. And you would always tell me, just put it all on one, put it all on one TikTok. Like that's your TikTok. But, but I, I like, I feel like I do like divide or division. <laughs> I like that, but I also struggle with it, but it does feel creatively freeing to, to be able to just do whatever you want, wherever you yeah. want. That's, I think the key thing that I've realized in terms of this overthinking about splitting the channels and creative freedom is that first of all, I had to drop my attachment to income and like, yeah. for full disclosure, like my income is fine through like April right now. And after that, nothing is promised. And I, for a long time, I was like very strategic, like, okay, can I build the second channel? Like, or what, or is focusing on the skate channel and niching down going to make the income come or, or should I invest in this second channel and build this new niche? I was thinking about that. Now that I've read the artist's way, <laughs> I'm just like, <laughs> my priorities have shifted to just creating what I want to. So, so now the second channel, this is YouTube and for my second TikTok, I'm seeing it as a creative playground. So it's like a place to just mess around and have fun. Um, yeah. And that's taken a lot of the stress out of the decision. Like I still have my my main TikTok and and like whether it's all about skating or whatever, I'm not putting too much weight on the decision. It's just that like if I feel like it's for the main thing, I'll put it there. But if I'm just if I'm really just letting go and having fun and and I don't want to worry about pleasing the audience, I'll put it on my uh, on my creatively free channel, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like this thing that that's happening in my brain. That's ever since now we've made up our what seems that we've made up our minds and hopefully a month from now hasn't changed is that now the main channel like like it can be skateboarding if i want it yeah. to be for it's like a, it's like a video by video basis it's like if i want this to if i want a skateboarding video to live right now on this channel then then that's what's gonna like if i feel motivated to go skate and film like fuck it i'm gonna make a skate video and post it on that channel but if i also want to make a video that's a little bit more laid back and and doesn't really have anything to do with skating and i and i feel like it belongs on the main channel because it has that I don't know, just that thing that feels right, then it'll go there. Yes. But if it's like a like a like a shit post or just me talking to the camera, like like not really doing anything, then I'll post it there. Or if it's some, I mean, on the on the second channel, or if it's something that's way too like far out, that's a little bit more experimental, then I'll post it on the second channel as well. You know. Yeah, it is a freeing perspective. Um, I I it's funny last night. I like mentioned I was uh, filming a video on my escape video on my Instagram story. And then you, you messaged me about it and you were like kind of grilling me. I was like, yeah, I want to make a video about these trucks. And you were, dude, I literally said, I'm not trying to grill you. I'm just curious. <laughs> but you were asking a lot of questions and yeah, I was, I was, you were like, what? <laughs> I know it's funny because 
but it, you, it used to hold that like just a few weeks ago filming a skate video held that weight it was like it was like oh i'm doing my skate channel now you know but now it's like no i yeah. just i i have these trucks here i have this desire to film them I'm yeah. not forcing a format or anything. It's just like, I just want to film that. So I'm going to do it. And obviously I anticipate that's going to land on this, on the main channel. And yeah. That's... Like I have this desire to go get a toy machine board and like set it up and, and skate it for a video. Yeah. Like that feels right. That feels good for me to do because I love toy machine and and I love everything about Toy Machine, and I love skating. So why not film a video about that? You know. Yeah, and that's all that matters is that we're doing what feels right. Um, yeah. And that's all that matters because the priorities have shifted for me. Now it's about I just I'm burnt out of thinking about the money and the strategy. I just want to create what feels good. That's why I'm talking to you right now and recording it. You know. Um, Yep. That's why I have a second YouTube channel, a second TikTok. You know what felt good for me to to hear was that Charlie D'Amelio apparently has like five TikToks. Yeah. And like I didn't know about that. Yeah, because like she can't she can't shit post on her main TikTok. It's black. But technically she, she could, could because she's so has such a massive platform. She could, but like she she split it and it's not it's not that serious you know like yeah no you're right did, did you ever take a look at chris chan's tiktok yeah yeah i did just says the exact opposite of a niche or something like that yeah and he like i hate i hate to keep talking about numbers but i guess they are a thing <laughs> like he's doing very well on tiktok his bio says the exact opposite of a niche and he posts the most random shit ever. And some... Yeah. You know what's funny? Sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. I was just going to... Last thing I was going to say that some of it is skating, but a lot of it is not. Yeah. And on my main TikTok, I have maybe about 15 videos in my drafts mm. that are like just like something... It's either me like fucking around with some stupid filter... Uh, like those like filters that pop up and like like something likes going above your head mm -hmm. and like they're just dumb little shit posts and also just like random stuff that I've like made into TikToks but I ha have been like hesitant to post because they don't feel like they fit mm -hmm. there so it, it would feel so freeing to just have those on my uh, like make a new TikTok and then just put them there and like not give a fucking shit about yes. them and that because on the main TikTok, there's still I still I don't have an attachment to views because I don't care about that anymore. But there's still an, an attachment to making it feel a little bit more like uh, cohesive. Yeah, like a, yeah, you want to build that. You know, I it, it's funny because I also believe I'm dropping my attachment to views, but and so because of that, I posted these two philosophy videos just with a quote on on my TikTok and. They both flopped technically, and it's like, mm -hmm. without overthinking that or taking that personally, I'm just like starting to feel like I'm gonna feel more free to post those if I create that second TikTok. And I think when you just let go, like, instead of focusing so hard on this decision, like, you just just create what you want and like let it 
like you'll figure it out and like trust your instincts that's where i'm that's where i'm going right now yeah and it's it's very it's kind of like uh like the essence of holding on to things or the, rather the essence of letting go to things letting go of things is what is what makes them stronger like the more we try to hold on to a person or a relationship or any sort of attachment, the further it's going to get away from us. And the more we let go and come to terms with uh, the way that things just happen naturally, then like, I mean, I'm not saying like, let's let go of it so our channels can grow. But if we let go of it, it's, it, it, it gives it room to yeah. to breathe and grow in a natural in a natural way. I completely agree. I'm a you know the the whole philosophy of letting go has been, man. I really believe in that these days. It's like, yeah, you you cannot control the outcome when you when you try so hard to control the outcome, you somehow paradoxically you stifle what's supposed to happen. You know, you push it away. Right. Yeah. And, and that's the biggest thing that I'm trying to learn. I, I love, I love the philosophy of it. And I, that's like the biggest thing I'm trying to apply to my life. Yeah. Like in every sense, maybe we should, it's very, it's very hard, but I'm trying. Maybe we should um get that tattoo in, in Florida. Finally. I was thinking about it last night, actually. That'd be cool. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm down. I'm down. Yeah. That'd be cool. Do you know any good shops over there? Uh, I've gotten all my tattoos here in Florida, but I mean, for something as simple as yeah, that, I'm sure it wouldn't everybody be. Everybody can do it. Yeah. Speaking of letting go, but, uh, one more thing I wanted yeah. to bring up on the social media front is that, um, it's been really, really important to let go of the upload schedule, which for me has necessitated letting go of the income, mm -hmm. um, because when I was in the position of forcing a, a skate video once a week, it was really inhibiting my freedom. And it's just too much, especially now that I'm interested in creating other types of content and the podcast and all the channels. It's like the funny thing about it is I'm still I'm I'm actually pumping out content like a machine, but in more of a free it, but it's not forced anymore. Like I'm doing more than one yeah. piece of content a week. It just might not be going on my skate channel. Um, yeah, I hear you. But that that schedule came out of a first. It came out of a desire, a real strong desire to grow that channel back in the day. Then it was a desire to maintain my growth, and then it was a desire to maintain my income. But as the creative uh, fuel stopped aligning with that, it just threw me out of whack. And now now uploading whenever I want, which is not the advice I would give to a, a serious YouTuber. I would highly recommend a schedule, but like where I'm at now, I just like need that freedom to, to create freely. And it feel, oh, it feels amazing, dude. I think it's cool that, that you and I are on such almost like extremely different sides of like YouTube. Um, like you have like what would be considered like a bigger channel and then i have what would be considered a smaller channel so it's it's cool to see like because i wanted to grow my channel like i wanted to grow 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 and 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 i did that like as 
like to the best of my ability at the time. And if I would have kept at it in that same uh, sense, then my channel would still probably be growing and, 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 and all that. But I, I feel like I no longer care about growing my YouTube channel. It's funny how that happens. And, and that makes me, that makes me feel happier because when I was trying so hard to grow my channel, I was left with so much disappointment and a lot of, uh, existential depression because I mean, you remember we would go sit down at these bars or, and, and we'd talk and I'd be like, dude, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing with my life. Like my channel's not growing as fast as I want it to grow. Like I can't keep doing this. Like my life isn't working out. I have to give up. I have to quit. And you would obviously tell me like, no, nah, dude, like you can't do that. Uh, but I would, I, I would get so down on myself because I wanted to be somewhere where I wasn't quite yet. And now fast forward, like at least maybe a year or so, I don't, I don't think I care anymore about growing my YouTube channel. I think I, the only thing that I care about is about creating. And if my channel is going to grow, then it's going to grow. But I've let go of this thing where I have to be a YouTuber and I have to like that. That's me. That's what I have to be. And I'm ever since I did that. Remember, I hated my old job when I was in New York and I was like, I can't keep doing this, man. I can't work this job anymore. Now it's like I kind of want to get a job and I kind of I kind of want to be. I kind of want to do something, you know, something else. I want to do something else and I want to I want to make money doing something else and and I want to still make videos because it's fun. Yeah. And that's what led to my burnout was that I was making so many videos and not getting the results that I desired. And this desire was killing me on the inside. Yeah, dude, I I resonate with all that so much. I feel like on some on some spiritual shit like when you let go of the idea that you need to be a growing youtuber and it's hard because there's so many it's funny like growing up i felt pressure to be corporate and i it was hard for me to decide to become a creator and that was my truth and then deep into creating now there's all this pressure to niche and grow and and follow the algorithm and I had to start unfollowing all these people who are like giving you algorithm tips because it was like it was creating this attachment for me as well but like I would say I've let go of that for like three four weeks now um yeah. and it's like on some spiritual shit like letting go of that and just creating what you want to is like that that I believe is where the happiness comes from. It does not come from the growth or the money. I think it comes from just being free. Yeah, a hundred percent. And I also think like, I mean, don't get me wrong. There are many people who can start a YouTube channel today and can grow exponentially and will become very successful YouTubers. But we do know that that is not the norm. And there are way more people who will start a YouTube channel today because they see people like you and, and even people like me 
and they want to do that also and and they and it's not gonna it, it might not work out and they're gonna get down on themselves and and that's unhealthy uh so i think at least you know and whoever to whoever watches this like it's 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 important to know that like you can't and you shouldn't tie your worth to something as superficial as that because i did that for a long time and was left feeling unhappy unmotivated and feeling like i wasn't important enough for people to want to watch on a massive scale yeah and and that ruined a lot of things for me at least in my head uh and and even just interactions that i could have had with people because I wouldn't even tell people I had a YouTube channel until I reached this arbitrary number of 10,000 subscribers. Uh, and the point of what I'm saying is, is I think we should attach our worth to real things as opposed to these fucking numbers that are so detrimental to, to our mental health. And it makes me so much more happy like so much more happy to post a video on my second channel or 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 excited to post on the new TikTok that I'm going to make and have it get a couple hundred views then I give a fuck about my board size video getting like 60,000 views you know like I don't care anymore I let go and and I'm happy yeah dude happier and it's like I think I need to amend my advice, like my my law, and I I'm sure you remember me pounding this into your head, was that if yeah. you want to be a YouTuber, all that matters is that you post consistently and never give up. Yes. And then and I I would tell people like the like the growth will come if you do that the growth will come, but now I I see that as a bit narrow of advice, I think that I would amend that to. Um, all that matters is that you don't, what am I trying to say? It's like, you can't give up creating, like you mm -hmm. should create, like create, but listen to your, listen to yourself. You know, if you hit a point on YouTube where it doesn't feel like it's what you want to be doing, then like, listen to what you do want to be doing. And yeah. I think I've given up the idea that we can control numbers. I don't think we can I don't think we have any control over whether some whether a massive amount of people are going to resonate with our work. Um I think that I don't know, but it's complicated because I see I see people like our our homie Matt who is who was dedicated to finding a formula that would work on TikTok and the repetition of that formula has has reached people and it's it's like looking at his case it's like wait can can you guarantee the numbers <laughs> I think I think there are there are definitely strategies that work but there are always going to be people who get lucky and i know matt has put in an extreme amount of work to be where he's at but i also think that he he had a level of luck that played into it 
to where this wasn't like a massive thing that was happening when he started, which was the finance talk. It was there, but it wasn't like where it is now. Um, but, and I, dude, I love Matt to death. And I would say that Matt's one of my best friends, but I, I don't, I can't align with his content. I, I, I love him. And I think the content that he posts provides value and does provide a lot of, uh, good things for people who are into that kind of thing. But after so much time and, and all of the stuff, like that pattern and that strategy feels disingenuous to me. It doesn't feel anymore like it's what it used to be. Now it's like, now it's all about that first two second hook, the call to action and the, the abrupt like video style. And it no longer feels like it's about Matt doing what Matt loves, even though it could be, and I'm just speculating, but it feels like, it feels like these people get sucked into what works and then that's all they see is what works. Yeah. Um, and that's, I think this is something that happens very universally and Matt knows we love him. Um, and I'll, I'll also admit it's that kind of, creator that i've uh had to mute on instagram you know because yeah i i've had i i i've had matt muted for a while now right and it just i think i think i don't have his post or his stories muted but i definitely have his posts muted because when they come up it's usually one of those reels and i don't want to see them anymore and it's not like i i really need to stress and matt's never even going to watch this he might podcast. he might but love you matt but i love matt like beyond belief how much i how much i love and appreciate that dude the content is not for me but i will always support matt uh which is why i would never want to unfollow matt but the content is not for me the content doesn't doesn't align with my or the 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 strategy for that kind of content and those and those creators doesn't align with my values as a creator. Right. And we can be stoked for Matt that his videos are doing well and we'll see him and be like, dude, you're killing it, like and support yeah. and, and I've way. edited I've edited a bunch of his YouTube videos, so it's like I've 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 helped to do yeah. that, you know. And so I But you go ahead. Go ahead. No, 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 that was done. So I know I quoted the artist way in the in one of the previous episodes, so I hope I'm not reading the same quote, but um, this is very re relevant to the conversation about repeating a format on TikTok that does well. So here it is from the artist way by Julia Cameron. Uh, An artist cannot replicate a prior success indefinitely. Those who attempt to work too long with formula eventually leech themselves of their creative truths. Embedded as we often are in the business of our art, it is tempting to guarantee what we cannot deliver. Good work that duplicates the good work that has gone before. Successful movies generate a business demand for sequels. Successful books generate a demand for similar books. Um, as artists, we are asked to repeat ourselves and expand on the market we have built. Sometimes this is possible, other times it's not. 
So that quote makes me think of Matt repeating the TikTok format. It makes me think of us. I think we were repeating a skate vlog format. And I think we yeah. hit a point where I think it was lining up actually with our creative juices, but there came a time where it eclipsed and we were following a format. Meanwhile, our creative passion was going in a different direction. And that's where you create tension in yourself and your work yeah. starts to suffer. I agree completely. And now that you reading that, that passage now compared to when you read it last week is resonating so much more with me. And, and I feel like I was able to hear you more than I heard you last time. And, and yeah, I mean, this, we repeated this skate vlog format so much. And if I were to meet the person that I was back then, that same person, I think wouldn't al align with my current values. Mm because in terms of creating because back then like back then it like i was saying it was all about views it was all about growing it was all about uh start video hit skate park and then hit a topic end session go home right you know what i mean like it was it was just like all that and 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 that's great because Dude, if, if we wouldn't have been in that mindset back then, I don't think we would have arrived at the one we're at now. That's correct. Yet. And it's and and I'm very, very uh, grateful of the new uh, mindset that we're that we're taking on. It's uh, it's kind of miraculous how <laughs> just to witness us changing. It's it's uh, it's beautiful. Um, yeah. And yeah, I never thought it, you know, I never thought I would be okay with the idea of getting a job so I can create whatever I want, you know, for the sake of creative fulfillment. But here I am open to anything and it, and it, it just feels good. Yeah. And I think it's because we're letting go. I think so too. Like that's what we got. That's why we got to get it tattooed. Dude. Yes. Like I'm so down and, and I'm just so grateful for being on this journey. Me too, man. Because I don't want to be, I don't want to be like that. I think uh, it's actually a perfect opportunity to read uh, a comment we got on the latest episode. This is on a comment on YouTube from Jeff Solomon. I'll, I'll read it. Go ahead. Um, he says, I'm pulling my hair out while I'm watching this. I like you guys, but I think you're missing the point. I, along with everyone who follows you, got into your videos because we like skateboarding. If you make videos with an algorithm in mind about other stuff, of course you're going to drive away the people that followed you from the jump. If the San Francisco 49ers all of a sudden decided to be a figure skating team, I wouldn't watch anymore either. Just keep focusing on skateboarding-centered videos that you love, and figure out new revenue, figure out new revenue streams if money is the issue. So I think this is this perfectly, perfectly exemplifies the quote I read before about how artists are asked to repeat their prior success. I mean, all all respect to Jeff. I I I think Jeff is misinterpreting our priorities i think our priorities are no yeah. longer to repeat that business success 
our priorities have shifted to creating what we're passionate about. And I think we've passed the point. I think we've tried to repeat our past success for long enough and we've now burnt out of that. So now it's, it's actually more about finding what we're passionate about creating regardless of the business outcome. And this is another idea from the artist way. We're focusing on enjoying the process of, of creating our art instead of focusing on an outcome or a product that repeats the outcome or the product of the past. Yeah. I think, and I think that this, like, it's not over. I think, I think we may fall back. We may fall, not back, but we may fall into a new pattern eventually. And then, and then eventually we'll realize, oh, like, I want to do this because just because of the fact that we're like, uh, just always changing and, and always growing and always learning new things about ourselves and about what we want to do. So it's like a year or two years from now, we might have a completely different mindset than we're having right now. But I think that, I think that because of the way it's happening right now, like it's only going to get more, more healthy. And there may be a way down the line where all of this stuff becomes really successful. It could, it might not, it could could become very successful, but it can become successful in a way that that has no attachment to it. Right. And in a way that, oh, this is working and that's cool and and I'm and I'm just doing it. But there's a way that it can main it can like continue to be genuine and not forced. Yeah, and I think I mean that's that's the goal. It's when your natural creative drive with all its changes and growth aligns with business success but for example i think sorry to cut you good. off but i think a really good uh like example of that is is looking at braille versus revive braille is from an outside from an outsider's perspective braille is like 100 percent on the strategy side yes they are they are content machines they repeat the exact same uh the exact same thing over and over again because they know it does well and they know it's going to reach a wide audience and revive which you know i mean it's mostly mostly when i talk about revive i mostly just mean andy schrock uh because it feels like they all just do whatever they want in general but uh, but Andy's videos are literally him doing whatever he wants to do, and they he he repeats certain things like yeah he does a warehouse Wednesday every week or he'll make a video with his son every week but everything is different, you know and 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 in turn his company is also doing exceptionally well again from an outsider's perspective Revive does very well. Braille does very well, but one of them is going this like super structured content heavy way. And the other one is doing it in a much more loose way. Yeah, it's it's interesting. Actually, I have a slightly different perspective on Andy's channel that actually uh, gifted haters video on me made me kind of come to realize. And it's that he actually does have a formula and it's it's it, there 
what whether he loves doing this i'm not to say maybe this is his creative drive but if you look at it it's a it's an interchange between a relatively similar skate format and family content um and there's there's nothing wrong with that but i will say i think it's potentially more formulaic than you think I'm sure that it is, but what I'm saying is in the aspect of uh, he seems to be doing things that make him feel good. Right. Uh, which is what I was saying about how we may get to a point where what we're doing feels so good that in turn it does well and it and it becomes uh, a healthy pattern. Yeah. If my life was if my life was divided in those two ways, I think I would be exceptionally happier with Andy Schrock's uh, formula as opposed to the Braille formula. I understand. Because I don't care at all about uh, trying to whatever their formula, the way that they're, that their growth is set up that doesn't align with me. Mine, my, my values align more with the way that Andy does his stuff. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting because it's, he's doing whatever he wants. There may be a formula behind it and a reason behind it, but it just seems more healthy and more, uh, and more genuine. Yeah. The, I'm not, not necessarily disagreeing, but like whenever you say, what you're saying about Andy, my my first thought is like, how do we know? Like, what if he's been yeah, forcing, we can't. Like, what if he's been forcing out and he doesn't give a shit about it? You know, like we don't know what's behind his mind. Um, another, th- I think I think the things that the the things that make me feel that way is that, uh, and again, like I, I have no issues with either of these channels. I have friends on both of these teams or whatever you want to call them um but there is an aspect of uh familiarity and what's the word just like connection with with Andy's videos that I don't get from watching the Braille videos and the people in the videos interacting with each other. I mean, other. they're more personal, that's for sure. Exactly. I don't know. I, I get exactly what you're saying, but I still think that one of them goes one way that is uh, very, like, sh- structurally strong, and the other one, while it may be the same, has a more loose format. Sure. I mean, yes, they're different. They're different channels, strategies, whatever. Yeah. Um. Something that popped in my head a little bit ago during this conversation is that whatever, if you completely let go and just create what you want to create, it's funny because you actually, you'll naturally fall into a formula. It's just not a formula at that time. It's yeah. just you're creating what you want to, and it's probably going to all have this similar atmosphere. The problem lies in when you hit a, a point where you want to change, then you look back yeah. and suddenly you have a formula that you feel like you have to follow. Yeah, no, that, that, makes, that makes a lot of sense. And somebody that popped into my head right away was Dale Decker's videos. 
because back in the day when when I first found out about him, he was making the similar John Hill type videos about like skating, like weird stuff, kind of like the Braille uh, formula, and more. It was just different back then. And then, and then I guess he got bored of doing that kind of thing. And I guess that's when he realized that he was in that pattern. And then he he switched to doing those like really street heavy videos that aren't super vloggy and not very like heavy editing. And he's like filming these dudes who are really good at skating and just filming the sessions. And even like recently, he's come out with the videos saying that like stuff is changing and like. I guess now he realized that that's a pattern as well. And I, I don't know Dale personally, but I'm I'm only speculating but uh that makes sense with what you said it's like that new pattern was realized yeah and then i'm sure in his mind he's also thinking about like ways to do things differently now yeah and just to, in a way that feels more congruent with like what he's yeah feeling just to point it out he's not very active on it but he has a second channel too about more yeah. more philosophical discussions you could say um yeah. And the funny thing is you could you could say this about my second channel too and your second channel is that we're also developing a format and the and <laughs> it's just that the change is inevitable and when you hit that point inevitably where you need to switch what you're creating what you cannot control is if the audience who liked format A is going to still like format B and I think the key thing is to let go of that and listen to yourself over the audience um, and just like see what, just see what happens, you know? And yeah. what's cool about the, why I'm optimistic about the podcast format is that it's a, a conversation. That's the format. It's a conversation. It can encompass so many different things. So I think the runway is a lot longer, but like, who's to say how long we're going to be passionate about this. And it's almost freeing to like, not be attached to it, you know? Yeah, I agree. I think, I mean, at the, at the end of the day, whatever it is, everything comes down to your personal attachment. Right. And, uh, the, how willing you are to let go of things when it's time to let go. Right. So we just got to quickly shout out the sponsor of this video, Karyuma. Karyuma, make us. <laughs> Canceled. <laughs> Somebody was probably already pulling out their phone to message gifted hater. Dude, the second you said that, I guarantee you, like, like someone's like, oh, nope, fuck this, I'm out. Um, Oh, fuck, dude. Is there anything else that you want to talk about? I mean, we hit on, like, the whole, like, the comment, the business versus the passion, the unfollowing, and uh, a lot of uh, stuff in between. I think we I, we definitely hit everything on my list, so if you got nothing else, I think, I think it's time to wrap it up. I guess, I mean, we could talk about that fat, juicy dump truck of yours. Okay, do you want to see it, too? <laughs> Maybe patron only? <laughs> what we do is you stand up and as you're about to show it it cuts out and says subscribe to the patreon all right uh yeah no I, I think i think that's it i'm excited uh i'm very stoked on how the how today's episode went i think we had a 
a good uh, a good conversation, and I think it's it'll be insightful for people to hear. And remember to use our Riverside affiliate link and sign up for Riverside. Yeah, because <laughs> this fucking this fucking software is so sick. It's actually and it's actually it's, dope. If you want to record your own podcast, our link is in the description. Dude, I could literally just like call my grandma and record the conversation without her knowing, which is really and cool. have like a podcast with my grandma. Well, that's <laughs> not it's not cool that she doesn't know. Let's just say that um, it's cool that it's that easy. It, it it is really easy to get guests on. So if you guys want us to have any guests on the show that we could interview, pick their brains a little bit. Let us know who you'd like us to have on the show in the comments as well. And join our Patreon for monthly Zoom hangout with Danny and I and everyone else in the community, as well as uh, early access to episodes and a few more perks. All right. Y'all have a good day. Appreciate you tuning in. Danny, final words? Uh... I, I feel really good after this conversation. I feel I feel excited to create, and I hope that the viewers enjoyed this. And uh, I can't wait for the next episode. Me too. So we'll we'll catch you guys next time. We're gonna do this every time, aren't we? All right, take care, y'all. <laughs> All right, peace out, everybody.